Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. My special, special, special guest today is a talented singer, songwriter, and actress out of Detroit, Michigan. She goes by the name of Beth. Miss Beth, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, no problem. Welcome to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. We're glad to have you. Thank you. So uh, I got some information from uh, your team. And uh, you have a uh, you have a great story. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And we're going to get into all of that. Um, okay. You have some new music that's out that I just love, by the way. It's a, a variety of different kinds of music, Thank which you. I thought was very great and versatile. Um, but we're going to talk about that, too. But before we do that, for those who don't know Beth, tell us about Beth. Okay, well, I am Beth. My whole name is Beth Griffith Manley. A lot of times you'll see stuff listed by that, um, but I like to go by Beth. And I'm born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Um, I am the proud daughter of a Motown funk brother. And music has just always been in my life. And I love people. Um, and I love to perform live. That's one of my favorite things. I love to meet new fans and get to know people. I love to sing. I love to record. And um, I'm happy to be on your show, Todd. All right. Well, great. Um, uh, you know, so funny you say that you're a daughter of a Motown Funk brother, because about a month and a half ago, I went back and watched the Funk Brothers again okay. on uh, on the streaming service, I think it was Netflix or something. Standing in the shadows of Motown? Yes, yes. Dad on there. And so, yeah, I seen it before when it first came out, maybe a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was great to know the backstory behind mm -hmm. all those great, great songs that came out. So uh, which one is your, which one is your dad? Johnny Griffith. Johnny Griffith. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he had a really silly story about how they used to hide in the funeral home next door so like so now if you were to go back and watch the movie again you would like immediately because we look just alike so you would immediately and he was bald so i look like him with hair so okay you know, i'm the cuter <laughs> okay so uh i guess music has always been in your family then it has been you know um people a lot of times ask me where do i get my singing voice from and i was told by my father that my grandmother and his sister, my aunt sang. And I was not born um, before they died, if I'm saying that right. They died before I was born, that's what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say. And so um, I never met them and I never got a chance to hear them sing. But from what I understand, they had a gospel group called the Griffinaires. And they actually did some, some uh, recordings back in the day. Um, so I inherited my voice. Um, I inherited my love for music from my dad. And like in terms of Motown, you know, I love all of the Motown songs. By the time I was born, Motown had left and gone to LA. And so I really didn't, I wasn't in, in the thick of things at the time. Um, but, you know, when I go back and listen to Motown songs, like I, that song, those, that music is so, is so rich. And, and, and I'm just honored that my dad was able to participate in that and recording those classic um, timeless songs, you know, so. Yeah, I love everything Motown though. Yeah, and I was just about to say they those those songs are timeless. Um, yeah, I mean it's they still it's it they still rock today. You know what I mean? So, 
Um, so did you always know that you wanted to be uh, an entertainer? Deep down inside, I did. And the honest to God truth is that I wanted to do it, but I was too afraid to do it. Hmm. And so I would always participate in music programs in school, you know, um, choir, the drama club, the band, marching band. I did everything music, but never really wanted to be upfront. I was really scared. I was really shy. I was really insecure. Um, wasn't sure of myself. And so it was just locked up. It was a, a ball of something in me. And I knew I wanted to do it, but I just was too afraid to do it, honestly. <laughs> so, and then eventually, you know, I evolved and grew. But yeah, it was really, it was a hard thing to push myself in the front. Okay. Um, was it for, um, maybe just didn't have the confidence to get out front or did you maybe- Yeah, it was all that. All that? Okay. I was very insecure. I was very unsure of myself. I was unsure of the talent that I even had. I had people tell me that I could sing, but- I think when a person is insecure or they're not sure, you can compliment them, but if they don't believe it, it's not received. So people would tell me I could sing. Um, I would get solos and literally pass out. I've had pass out experiences, panic attacks, where I wanted to do it so bad, I could do it in rehearsal, but I got out there in front of the audience and I'm waking up on the floor. And this, this sounds funny, but seriously, when I say pass out, I meant pass out. And um, I just got tired of being scared i guess and so um i decided to kind of outsmart myself and figure out how to go up front without um i don't know it sounds weird when i say it like that but that's why i ended up started out being a background singer so i could still be on the stage and get the effect of it to work through my shyness and my fear so okay. and how long did it take you to uh to get through that uh, many years i'd say you know, so that in high school, okay, I'm feeling afraid to sing in high school. So then you graduate from high school. And I think I started being a background singer, maybe I was doing it for about 10 years. Yeah, I did. I was background singing for about 10 years before I decided to put an album out. So it took me about that amount of time to just get comfortable on the stage because before that in high school and everything, you know, you could stand in the choir, you could be behind people. Right. But as I got to be an adult, then I had to make a decision. So my decision was, let me be a background singer. Let me put myself in this environment and start to feel a little more comfortable. And then um, I have great mentors and then they kind of coached me and then I was able to go out front. Okay. Um, do you have siblings who are in the business too, or it's just you? I mean, I know your dad, but what about brothers and sisters no. who also sing? I have siblings, but they're not in business. Yeah, hmm. my, 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 my sister, I have a sister and a brother, but they're not in the business at all. It's just me. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. they, they said they didn't want to deal with the struggle and the rejection. And they said they didn't want to deal with it. And you know, in, in the arts, in um, performance, um, artistic people, everything that we do, there's always some rejection and everybody sure. can't handle it. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so... Uh, let's let's back up a little bit. So, has your what kind of advice have you received from your dad um, about going into the the music business? I'm sure he's seen a lot. Uh, he said, "Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just plain and simple. He said, "Don't do it," and um, he and my mother encouraged me to go to school, go to college, get my degree, do all of those things, and I did that. 
still at night singing in the clubs, you know, and I would call him and be like, daddy, I got a tip tonight. I'm doing good. And he'd be like, oh, she still, she doesn't really get what this is. You know, he didn't want me to do it. I did. I followed his instructions, my mother's instructions about going to school. Um, but a creative can't help but to be a creative. So, yeah, but he told me, do not. That's not what you need to do. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. And so, <laughs> so, you know. How did you... Um... How did you get your start? I know you said you started singing background, but mm -hmm. how, how did all that come about? So I was singing um, in some bands, you know, singing in clubs around town, did the wedding band, the bar mitzvah thing, um, corporate gigs. I did that for a while. And I ended up meeting Michael Powell, who did chapter eight and who put Anita Baker out in the beginning. And I got a job at a recording studio being a receptionist making $10 an hour. And I did that in hopes that I would meet a producer. And I did, I met Mike Powell. And Mike Powell introduced me to Anita and then I started touring with her. He had heard oh. me sing somewhere at another person's studio before. So he'd already see, uh, seen me. And um, on my lunch breaks at the recording studio, I would sing jingles and do television commercials and voiceovers. So they were familiar with what I could do. So one day, Mr. Powell comes in, I meet him. They let him hear some of my work. And um, the first project I think he put me on was, um, I did background for Yolanda Adams for her Christmas album, What Christmas Means. And then after I did that and he felt I did a good job, then he introduced me Second, he introduced me to Aretha Franklin, which she told me, no, she said, I didn't have enough experience and she didn't want her to be the first touring experience I had. So she told me no. And then after Aretha Franklin, he took me to Anita Baker and she took me in and I toured with her for five years. That was the start. Wow. Wow. Um, it is so That's much. <laughs> I was about to say, there's so much talent in Detroit alone. Uh, we've interviewed a few artists from Detroit. And okay. they've all been great. And um, just the history there is, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about some of your, some of your music. Now, um, you have singles out. Are these the first singles that you've released or, or do you have uh, ones previous to this? Um, well, the single that I have out now, I released in March of 2021. It's called Got Next, but that's not my first single. My first single came out in 2017 called Pillow Talk. And then the latter part of 2017, I released my first full album. And then I've released Christmas. I think I've released my third Christmas single this year. Um, October 2018, I released the dance single. So I, I've done one album, and I think to date, probably seven singles. Okay. What, was, so the name of your, what was the name of your album? Oh, the, my, the name of my album is called Free. Free. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that was, you said 2017 or? 2017, it came out August 2017. Okay um got next do you um do you do most of the writing for all your stuff or is it a collaboration I, between yeah I do I write a lot um on my first album there was a collaboration of me writing on some of the songs and then I had some great producers that brought songs to me and then I had producers that I worked with and we wrote together which would you know be the collaboration so that was for the first album um, I'm getting better at my writing and I love to write. So the majority of the songs, I have some hand in writing them. Some of them I've written totally myself. Um, Got Next, I did not write by myself. I wrote that with my um, producer, Marcus Devine. 
Um, but like one of the songs that people really like is called Free and that's on my album called Free. I wrote that song. So it just depends, you know, sometimes a producer will bring me a great track and I'll write, or sometimes um, a song will be given to me and it's already written. And if it's good, you know, I don't care who wrote it. Okay. <laughs> All right. And speaking of the, uh, the creative process, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but you also write children's books, which I found fascinating, uh, which is great. So you're real big on literacy, but we'll get into that just a little yeah. bit. But since you were talking about the creative side, um, so um, got next, what's been the, uh, what's been the response from the public and your fans about with that song? It's been mixed. So what people don't know about me is I love hip hop, I love rap, but my, I guess my image doesn't portray that. So when they hear my first album and they hear Free and they hear, you know, Love Hurts and the beautiful ballads, and then I'm coming out with Got Next and I'm putting my middle finger up at the end and, you know, and I'm, you know, up there like, they're like, what's happening? Like, they don't know that side of me. So I've had some people tell me that they didn't like it. I've had people say they like it, but they don't like me doing it. And then I've had people say they love it. Music is subjective, so. Definitely, definitely. And I'm like, if y'all want to know Beth, you're going to know all of me. So that's the other side of me. So, you know. I hear you on that. Because when I got the song, it said clean. So I said, oh, this must be the clean version I got. <laughs> so there I mean, must be a not word. so clean version out there. Uh, okay, but I, I love it. I thought it was great. I heard a little bit of a you have the voice box in there so i heard a little bit of the, the roger influence in there uh -huh. was that was i'm assuming by design or intentional yes. Yes. okay all yeah, right and it's like a west coast funk you know it feels like something snoop would do and snoop is my favorite rapper yeah yes yeah, a real heavy bass line in there and i thought okay I, I i can definitely i can i can get with this okay. uh and that was the first song i heard too then i heard free and then i heard another song called i want to be your girl right and i thought oh okay so, so you see the contrast in yes the absolutely yes and i was like that's why i say in the beginning it's very uh very diverse uh because you have you come from all different angles so which is great um what does um 2022 have in store for you are you gonna are you gonna go out on tour well you tell us what you got planned <laughs> um so 2022 there will be a new album there will be a single coming out in March called Let Me Be. I love that song. And so the album will be in June. There will be a second children's book that will be coming out. And there will be um, more performance dates. Tours, yes. But you know how things are going right now. Yeah. So they're in talk of the tour. Right now, we're just booking spot dates. Um, okay. tours are, tours are a lot and it's just the state of the way things are, you know, yeah. um, yeah. Okay. Cause I read in the, um, in the information I got that, um, I guess you're supposed to be torn or backing up, uh, Kim and Yeah, I work with him. Najee. I've been with him nine years. Oh, okay. Okay. I've been with him nine years. So, um, I work with him. And so if anything comes up with him, I, I would be out with him. Um, Najee, he'll call me as a guest artist. So I started working with him kind of really more so working with him um, the second half of 2021. And we had a great time hitting some um, smooth jazz festivals and things like that. Yeah. Okay. I love yeah, working I, with him. It was awesome. Okay. Yeah. I guess with um, the way we are with COVID, um, you just, everything's sort of up in the air. You just never know. 
Uh-huh. Okay. What college did you go to? You said you went to college and... Uh... Yeah, so because I worked a lot and I sang in the um, at night, I went to, um, I started out at a, at a community college here. Uh-huh. And then um, I ended up um, graduating from University of Phoenix. Oh, okay, great, great. So I got my degree there in um, computers. We'll continue our episode after this message. Are you looking for a reliable way to transfer money to family and friends? Check out the Cash App. It's safe, easy, and convenient. Just download the app from the Apple or Google Play Store and start receiving and sending money in a few minutes. Sign up today and receive $5. And don't forget to use our referral code. VGRCWQX. Swag at shop.bringbacksoulmusic.com. Hey, I'm Kenny Lattimore, and you're checking out the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast with my brother Todd Woodson. Now, back to our conversation. Okay. Um, let's talk about, um, your children's book. Now, where did, where did the interest come to, to write a children's book? Oh, well, the interest came because I've always wanted to write a book and I wanted to tell my story, but I didn't know how to tell my story. And I wanted to tell it in a way that would be easy to understand. And to me, the best way to do that is to start very elementary with children, because um, the basic of the basis of the book is about um, loving yourself and, and having confidence. And those are things that I struggled with when I was younger. And I didn't really have any examples or people to talk to me about that. So the, the book is called I Am Beautiful Inside and Out. And it's about a caterpillar named Beth, who then eventually turns into a butterfly. But she has to deal with being teased and bullied and not being sure of herself and not being happy the way she looked. Um, and she, and it also um, gives an example of going to tell a grown up when somebody's not treating you well or somebody's teasing you. Kids don't always know how to handle conflict and they don't always know how to handle if they're being teased and sometimes they internalize that. And I was one of those kids, I did that. You know, I was the tallest, the skinniest, the darkest, had the big eyes, the big teeth, my hair wasn't, you know, I didn't feel cute when I was little. And um, I got teased a lot of times. They used to call me olive oil because I was really, really skinny. I hated it. Um, I don't mind being olive oil right now, but I didn't know <laughs> at the time, <laughs> you know, it wasn't fun at the time. So, um, you know, kids need an example and they need a healthy example. So it's beautiful colors and illustrations in the book, and hopefully it will touch a kid and they'll get the message that, you know, you may start off looking one way, but you have to grow, you have to blossom, you have to develop, and then you'll be that beautiful butterfly. Yeah, it's such a great message because you see um, quite often who kids who um, kill themselves because they've been bullied. And, you know, when I was growing up, I mean, that was just kind of kind of part of it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, definitely, I think um, it's a great message to send to young people that, you know, that you're not the first person this has happened to and you'll recover. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, last. (laughs) Exactly. Kudos to you for that. Um, and you said you have a second book that's coming out? Yeah, the second book. So it'll be, this is going to be a series. So this okay. is the first in the adventures of Beth the Butterfly and the things that she does. And this is going to solely deal with insects and we'll name the insects and it'll be talking about real life situations that kids or people have. But we'll keep the books brightly colored, brightly illustrated. And um, it'll, it'll uh, sometimes talk about some things that I've experienced and I'll just put them in layman's terms. So kids and young adults can understand. Okay. And where can people pick up your books? 
uh, they can get it at my website or on my website is at bethalwayssings.com. Okay. And when you go to the website, that's the first thing that pops up. Gotcha. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes, um, all okay. of Beth's uh, contact information. Um, now, growing up in such a musical family, um, mm -hmm. who were some of the, I guess you didn't have to go far, you were in Detroit. So who were some of the yeah. uh, artists that uh, you really admired or had some sort of influence on you while you were growing up? Um, my favorite singer, Whitney Houston. Mm. Um, Tony Braxton, Anita Baker, Luther. Those are the people I listened to when I was growing and I was developing and still trying to find my voice, but that's what I heard, you know. Um, little, you know, yeah, those were because I really listened to female singers more so than like girl groups and stuff, you know? So I would listen to Aretha Franklin. Those are just the core ones. Yeah. Those. Okay. What do you, uh, what do you hope people get out of your music? Beth? I want people to listen to my music and I want them to smile. I want them to hear the story that I'm telling. I want them to hear the message that I'm giving. And um, because I came from a place where I didn't know how I was going to put the music out. I didn't know when I was going to put the music out. And even while I was creating music and while I still create music, I still doubt myself sometimes. I think as creatives, we do. So I want people to know that I'm a person that um, is, is uh, dedicated to starting and completing to give them the good music. And I want them to smile. I want them to love the music when they hear it. You know, I want them to feel warm, you know, and I okay. want them to feel encouraged that they can do something too that they start out to do. Okay, fantastic. Um, wow, you have a quite a story. And I haven't even gotten into the uh, season 16 of The Voice yet. I didn't even get there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're here, uh, tell us about that experience. I'm not, I have to be honest, I don't watch The Voice. Uh, so I'm going to need you to fill in what what's it like to be a, a contestant on that show? Okay, well, um, I did season 16 of The Voice, which happened to be John Legend's first season on the yeah. show. So that was awesome. Um, I was originally on Kelly Clarkson's team and then got stolen by John Legend. If I had to do it again, I would. Did I learn a lot? Yes. And the main thing that I learned as a singer, as an artist, as a, as a dreamer, as a person who has goals and aspirations. When there's things that you want and places you wanna go, you really need to try to put yourself in positions or situations where you can be assured that those things are tangible to you. So I wanna go to Hollywood. I wanna be on big stages. I wanted to be on television and, do the, and, and sing and do those things. So that competition was a way for me to test the waters. And, and to test myself and to push myself. So um, that was a great experience. It's like being in a music boot camp. You have all the lights, all the camera, you have the wardrobe, you have the hair, you have the makeup, and you get to surround yourself with other artists who love music like you do. And that's all you're doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's a very long process. Um, it takes almost a year and you audition many, 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 many times. So what you see on the television with the blind audition and the chairs turning around, You've auditioned probably 10 times before that. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, so, so it's a very extensive uh, process. Very, 
very extensive and you, um, you know, you do the initial casting for the show. And then from there, you, you go to Hollywood, as they say, go to Hollywood, but then you have to, the producers have to see you, the lighting people have to see you, the wardrobe has to see you, the band has to see you, the vocal coach has to see you, and then they'll make cuts. And then you go back through that again. Then the producers want to see you again. And then the band wants to see you again. And because they're, they're molding their show. And then there's cuts. And then the whole time you're like, oh my God. So it keeps you on your toes to constantly give your best because you don't want to be cut. So when you make it to television, you've done a lot. So those, some people that you see, you know, one or two times, they've still worked really hard to get there. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot. Okay. So is it, is it more than uh, is it more than just music that they take into account? Because you said you, yeah, it's a all around grooming you to be an artist type mm. of situation. So okay. you have to come there with the talent to sing, but then when you get there, what you already have, they will enhance, and what you don't have, they will teach, because they're putting you on television in front of America. So there's a lot of coaching that goes on and it's just incredible. I learned so much and I take it with me now. It, it has increased me um, to be, a, or made me a better artist and increased um, my awareness of everything that goes into being an artist. You know, I love it. Okay. How far did you go um, on The Voice? I think I went to probably... I think it was the top 32. I didn't go that far. So I think it was the top 32. Um, and I did about eight episodes. I think that's, I think that's my number. I'm gonna stick with that. All right. Well, top 32 out of, uh, I'm assuming hundreds, if not thousands who tried to get on the voice. It's probably so. about, about 60,000 that auditioned. Yeah. And you made so, the top 32. You should be proud of yourself. I, so I'm very, very proud of myself um, that I got to that point. I mean, that was enough. You know, you start your first audition in June. My episode didn't air until February. Mm. So all that time we're working. And then from February to my last episode in April. So that was a long time I was on that show. Yeah. <laughs> so, or wow. working, you know. Okay. And then what did you do with uh, Dancing with the Stars? I saw something about that in your bio as well. Yes. Um, Dancing with the Stars in 2016, they had something called Icon Night, and they covered some of the top singers in, in the world. Dolly Parton, Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, El Elvis, Donna Summer, Beyonce. And so this was a show where they needed to bring in some extra singers. And I had, uh, or I know Ray Chu, who was the music director for Dancing with the Stars. And I'm just grateful that he gave me a call and asked me to come in and join the cast for that show. It was an incredible experience, incredible. It was a lot of work. In fact, that was probably one of the hardest jobs I've ever done in my career, doing that show, because it's all live. Wow. And yeah, I mean, and you start 7 a.m., rehearsing with the dancers the day of the show it's a 7 a.m then there's a 10 a.m rehearsal then you go to lunch then there's a two o'clock rehearsal and then five o'clock the show is live so you've been up just it, it's just incredible fast paced but it was great because i was in hollywood working so that was good yeah was yeah great. yeah well i think it, it definitely tests your resolve and uh mm -hmm. and um your i guess maybe your 
you're, I guess after that, you should really know this is what you want to do. Yeah, because if you can't hang with that and you crash and burn, you need to just go home and, <laughs> <laughs> and go bake some cookies or something. <laughs> that was, when I did that show, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And honestly, because I had done Dancing with the Stars two years prior to me doing The Voice, it really prepared me for The Voice because that type of fast pace was exactly the same. And so, okay. you know, I was like, oh, okay, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. I've done this before. So it was great. Yeah. All right. So the work didn't intimidate you, in other words. You were just, you were almost ready for it. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend that tells me it's either yes or no. Yes, there's some intimidation. Was I ready for it? Yes. Okay. And I wasn't going to let the intimidation keep me from being successful. So that's why it's kind of yes and no. Okay. Now, in your bio, it says that you also are an actress. Is mm-hmm. that something else you want to maybe pursue more of after you do the music thing or can both coincide at the, at the same time? I think I need to... If an acting role comes up that I want to do, I would probably have to pause on my music because acting um, takes so much, just like singing does. And you really want to um, dive into the character and become that character and give it your all. And if you have to come out of character, sometimes that throws it off. So if something comes up for me to act, which I think something is in 2022, I would be taking a pause from my music so that I could give 100% to the acting and, you know, go back. But to do both would be for me because I'm not used to juggling the two. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, well, Beth, um, anything else you want to add? This has been an enlightening, enlightening uh, conversation. Anything else you want to add? Um, I, you know, I'm looking forward to 2022. I'm looking forward to more live performances. I'm looking forward to my new album. I'm looking forward to my single. Um, I'm excited because I'll be opening for um, Peebo Bryson, February 12th. So that's going to be a beautiful concert. And, and where's that? And where's that at? That's going to be in the Metro Detroit area. Okay. It's going to be called Adiamo Showroom. So it's going to be a great show. I'm excited about that. Um, no, I think that's about it. I'm just excited for the new year and to just, you know, do the things I love to do. I heard that. Yeah. Do we have, um, or are you at liberty to say what the name of the album is that's coming out in June? If I knew, I would tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I can tell you the name of the first single. Well, the okay. second single, because Got Next is actually was the first single. The name of the single is called Let Me Be. Let Me and Be. And that'll be out in March. Okay. So that's all I know. I'm not keeping any secrets from you. I just don't have a title. <laughs> okay. So well, you got, got you got some time. time. Yeah, I got a little time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Beth, tell people where they can uh, reach out to you on uh, social media. Um, if you hit my Instagram or my Twitter, I'm at Beth Always Sings. That's B-E-T-H-A-L-W-A-Y-S-S-I-N-G-S. And my website is the same, BethAlwaysSings.com. Okay, fantastic. Miss Beth, it was a yeah. pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Um, I had a great conversation with you. Good luck with everything in 2022. Thank you. And same to you for your show. Thank you for oh. having me on. Thank you. No problem. Glad to have you. Um, That's Beth on the Bring Back Soul Music podcast, and we'll be right back. Calling all lovers of soul music. The time to make soul music relevant again is now. 
You've been listening to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast with Todd Woodson. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell a friend. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our newsletter at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Well, that's our show for today. I'd like to thank my special guest, Beth. You can find out more about Beth on her website at bethalwayssings.com. Don't forget, you can listen to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pandora. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Bring Back Soul Music TV. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at comments at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Want to do your part to support this channel? Buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash that soul guy. I'm Todd Woodson. Thank you for joining us. See you next week.